It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, heads up. Okay. Uh, just saying, heads up. Okay. Ooh, notification from that coffee place we go to. Starbucks. Starbucks? Yes, someone. I wasn't okay. gonna say it. It's not a sponsor, so. Welcome. I mean, I would take sponsorship from them. Happy hour tomorrow is oh Frappuccino blended beverages. Noise. No. Fifty percent off, no less. Oh shit. Yeah, man. I not one of those. Like- I'm one of those, uh, just double, double up, mm-hmm. buy one, get one. Nah, man, it's half off. It's like still like buy one, get one, but you don't have to end up getting two drinks. Yeah. Mike no one, would because no he's- No one wants you know. a two-drink Mike. A two-drink Mike! A two-drink Mike! <laughs> oh, speaking of two-drink Mike. Yeah. Comes naturally, we are. Joe. Mike! And I'm Cody. Welcome to this week's episode, everybody. Everybody. Hey, uh, oh, yes. All right, well. Nope. Ah, you did it. You, you couldn't help it, you <laughs> fucking bitch. <laughs> Yeah, you couldn't, Joe. <laughs> Joe loves me. the Backstreet Boys. No. Oh, and all those loves, other ones. Loves the Backstreet Boys. They're okay, I guess. <laughs> They're okay. Well, when we finally go to Shout House together and they start playing Backstreet Boys, and if you sing, I'll be like, hey, Joe, remember that time you said they're okay? Why do you know the words, motherfucker? Curses, he got me. Everyone knows the words, though. Fuck there's yeah, like four they do. words to each song. No, there's like 15. That's, uh, well, that's still yeah, average. That's man. an average, though. Like some compare that more. to like, you know, other stuff. I think it actually might be more than some other stuff. Well, now, now, music is just getting less and less lyrics throughout time. Mm. No, yeah, it's. I mean, it peaks and valleys a little bit, but overall graph since 1902, steady going down. In word count since 1902. I've I've researched the data. It's, I think he has. That I sounds pretty. It sounds pretty, pretty legit. Accurate, I guess I don't have the data myself to dispute it. So yeah. we'll just leave it there. Yep. What are we talking about today? Your mission. If Should you, you choose to choose accept to it? Effect, accept it. We're going to talk about the new Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> I was going to continue, but he was making it terrible. He yeah. was. Like kind of what I do on this podcast. Oh, is that what it is? Uh, oh, I knew we had a ringer in there somewhere. Yeah, man. I couldn't figure out it was Can't posh. let it be too good. We gotta bring it down a couple notches. Mike is literally the worst. Our quality control. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of making sure it's always quality, he's like, yo, too quality, much quality. No. down. He's let all me about shit the on this for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just got, that was fucking amazing. Because a, a control is referencing something and I'm not going to say what it yeah. is. But it rhymes with... Cape. 
You're gonna say rape. I was gonna say rape. I was like, rape. I don't know if it's gonna be as funny. So I went with cape, but I really wanted to say rape. And I was like, that might be too yeah, on the nose. It works out better like this anyway in the long run, so we're good. We gotta hurry up and talk about this because I want to transition into uh, the best franchises ever. Do you have a list? You keep playing with that controller like it's gonna do anything. <laughs> It's and I'm worried you think it's controlling your phone. <laughs> no, I'm. It's like, why do I keep losing this Star Wars game? I'm making the podcast go right now. <laughs> is that what it let is? Me, let me do this. Oh, it's gonna be fine. Okay, this We're... podcast is a bunch of QuickTime events. <laughs> it's not a PlayStation controller. It's true. Come on, man. Oral fucking Wii <laughs> controller. Jesus. Um. So yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout, uh, aka Part Mission Impossible Six. Six. Uh, twenty-two years in the making. Jesus, it's been so long. Ridiculous. This franchise yep. can have beers now. Yeah. How old this shit is. Crazy. Yep. I'd go get a beer with it. Yeah. It'd be a very dangerous beer to get. Yeah. You would die. And I may not live through it, Everyone's but I would do it. Mainly to meet Tom Cruise. And maybe Scientologist. Be careful. He might convert you into that. <laughs> There's thing. no way. I don't have enough money to be Scientologist. It's true. I'm not making Joe money. Really? Just so rich. Really? <laughs> I mean, just because I buy nice things doesn't mean I'm rich. Just because I buy nice things. I got a things. credit card. Live in a nice house. He's like, I have a credit card nice now until they yeah. catch on and then I don't. Yeah. Living them uh, them, d- them dreams. Uh, so like, we'll do our normal uh, run through, mm. uh, which is, A, did you like it or not like it? B, your top three favorite things, one thing you're surprised by. We'll start with Mike. I liked it. Top three favorite things. Uh, super enthusiastic, too. I liked are, it. Uh, number one, the bathroom fight scene. Is that your favorite? This is my favorite thing about this okay. movie. Easily. Okay. Easily. That fight scene was fucking amazing. Whoever that dude they were fighting was, I don't know who that guy is. Not John Lark. He's awesome. Oh, spoilers, by the yeah, way. Spoilers. We're going to ruin the shit of this. We gave you a week. When this is recorded, we only give you a couple days. When mm. it goes up, it's been a full week. Full weeks. So if you're worried about spoilers, a don't listen any further yeah, and come on back once you, you see usually it. Usually do with us. Yeah, you know, because you know we never spoil stuff on this show. Usually it's like three days in. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Anyhow, yeah. What was that saying? Uh, you're you about like to the, do it. The guy the they're fighting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who that guy is, but I, I want him to be in every fight sequence ever because he was really cool. Um, so that was my favorite part. Uh, again, this is a common theme for movies that we like that aren't comedies. Is if the comedy's done well, there's enough moments of, of levity in this. Yeah, for where sure. it, like kind of because it's a very tense movie. It's very very stressful in terms of like the situations that, that they're put in and like high tension kind of maneuvering and shit uh so the moments of levity were good um it wasn't by any stretch a comedy but the comedy bits in it were well done and spaced out very well um and then i, I really enjoyed the uh the on-screen presence of Henry Calville in this because you don't really know much about him, you know? Like, he's just this new character brought in, and I think everyone kind of assumes he's a bad guy, but you don't know until you do. Spoilers. Uh, he's a bad guy. And I was kind of hoping he wasn't because I was like, man, you get 
fucking Superman and Tom Cruise together in the next one and mm-hmm. make the whole movie about that. That'd be awesome. Um, but it, you know, spoiler, he's the bad guy. <laughs> hmm. Uh, but just like introducing that character, they kind of did the same thing with Jeremy Renner a couple movies ago where there was like that, is he, is he not kind of thing. But this one felt like they hit it. They, they weren't trying to hide it as well. They just weren't addressing it. They weren't teasing it one way or the other. It was just yeah. like, you don't, he's very ominous. He doesn't, he doesn't really lean one way or the other. He obviously doesn't like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise doesn't like him, but you don't know if they're just from different sides of the, you know, the same, the same different, team or not. Different sides of the same cloth. Yeah. So, but just his uh, character in there is dope. And he's, he's fucking massive too. You forget because, like, in Superman, he's a he's superhero. Sur- he's surrounded by other massive human You're, beings. Yeah. He's surrounded by, you know, and Barry. The, the biggest. <laughs> the biggest Ben Affleck is ever going to look, you yeah. know, Jason Momoa and that tiny wee lad. Yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, just, just him being in it and his character itself, uh, made the movie very interesting. Um, the thing I was surprised about is there's a, a tease in the, in the end of the movie where I thought he didn't do it. <laughs> Like, oh yeah. yeah he didn't complete you thought the he mission. failed <laughs> yeah, yeah i was yeah. like and they they did that really well because it it totally got me i was like what the fuck i almost yelled that in the theater i i made an audible like what yeah <laughs> like yeah. um but yeah like for them to like play that up and like you know he's gonna fucking it's ethan hunt he's gonna yeah. win you know he's gonna win but he gets fucked up so much throughout these movies and in this one in particular he's getting his ass whooped the whole time that you're like shit maybe not and then they tease it yeah and they tease it so well and then when they come back to it you're like wait what and then you're like oh okay i see what's going on here um so that that was fun it made the like that last second of what what the fuck is happening and then they kind of clear it all up it was it was just really really fun um and then i just kind of hope that like this is a franchise that I don't really want to stop, man. They just keep making these. If they can Getting better and if, better and yeah, better, they, they are. Can keep it up it's, on this track, yeah. It's nuts. Um, and then like side note, just the casting in general, like every every part, and these are all mostly returning characters. Um, but they they're just so good at every mm-hmm. every character. I mean, Angela Bassett is perfect for what she's supposed to be. Henry Calville, like I mentioned, was perfect for what he was trying to be. Alec Baldwin, when he has something to sink his teeth into, he's so fucking good, man. Like, I, I just enjoy his work so much. Um, and then, of course, the crew. I mean, Simon Pegg, Ving Rhames, Tom, Tom Cruise, obviously. Like, everyone just killed it. It was, it was really, really good. But, yeah, that was everything. Joe? What I thought nice about this movie with the respect to the characters it's is, to me, and I'd maybe have to go back and watch all of them like Cody did, uh, it seems like after the second movie... There really weren't, you know, Simon Pegg or, or, you know, any of those other people of the MI, IMF force, IMF, IMF yep. didn't really seem to be in the movie. It, it was just like Tom Cruise in the field doing his thing. They'd kind of be in little things here and there. Yeah, they were, they were definitely more support. They were more, yeah, here yeah. they were more in it, in the actual missions, in doing things. And the first movie, it there's a reason why that was. Yeah. But I mean, even that he wasn't alone. A lot of times, he had other people. Like when they introduced Ving Rhames' character and uh, um, the professional. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Leon, Leon, the professional. 
Um, when they were introduced, uh, you mean his actual name? Yeah, like, whatever the actor's name is. Um, <laughs> it's something Frenchy. Uh, but uh, when they were introduced, they were still side characters, but they were in more of it. Mm-hmm. They were in less of it in two, which is still one of the worst movies. Was of a Ving, good franchise Ving ever. In two? I can't remember. He's in all six. He's of them. in all of them. It's yeah, just that's that, what I thought. That's, that's what I'm saying. Is like two or not. they just seem to slowly have more, more and more of a background role. Well, see, I, I two is the only one I haven't seen in a long, long time. Yeah, um, you can skip it because it's obviously the worst one. But I know, like starting with three, like yeah, it was still mainly Ethan Hunt in the field. But like that's your introduction to Simon Pegg. Ving Rhames still has a bit in it. But I do like how you're mentioning like they've become it's become more of a team effort mm-hmm. than just yeah. Ethan Hunt one he, man show kind of thing. Because with three, they were more like this. They were still support because he would he would call and in. And they're on, all new. Yeah, and in Ghost Protocol. Which is four, they were a lot more present, especially Simon Pegg, because he actually got to kind of take a, a like in the field more. Yeah. You know that card started that way, and everything like that. But they were still not as much. And then in like Rogue Nation, they were like right there with him, like he was still doing all the crazy shit all the time. But they were they were with him all the time, every moment. And same with uh, um, uh, no, oh, the, or, uh, Rogue Nation. Yeah, they were obviously like, huge parts in it. Um, and then, of course, this one, even more so. Like, they yeah. were, every little bit, they were, like, more than just assistants. They were, like, they were like part B, you know what I mean? Like, attach part A to part B. Yeah. And it makes a plan. That's exactly what it was, you know what I mean? So, I did like that, too, but go ahead. Yeah, so I like that. That was just to add on to Mike's characters. Uh, I, I like how Mike is able to pick out what his favorite action scene was of this movie, because it's so hard for me. Like, the the... Uh, bathroom scene was super awesome to see the whole thing through, but ah, just a lot of those chase scenes. The, the, the bike never, chase through the town was nuts. I've never been sat through a movie and had more moments where I'm just squeamish to just uh, just like uh, you're, yeah. you're curling your toes. You're like I can't. You kind of uh, lean away. Like oh no. I reached for a fucking seatbelt <clears throat> at least twice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where's this harness at? Strap my ass in. And like when they're uh, they're staring out the that AC one thirty or whatever that uh, that plane was, and at the beginning uh, to do the skydive, and he watched the edge and sees that storm. I was like, storm no, clouds. you hit that button to close right? this door. Benji, close the door. Benji, close the door. Oh, go fuck yourself. And then they Holy jump shit! And get struck by lightning. Oh fuck, man. And then he has to try and get uh, what's his name Walker Superman's uh, ass yeah. up and going there. God, Texas, so, so tense. CI Ranger Walker, yeah, <laughs> so tense. So pretty much for me, like all of the action scenes, so good, all of them. It was really nonstop it's, too. It's Every time you, were, to, you started to catch your breath. Nope, here's some more. Yeah, the pacing was ridiculous. the pacing was set at ten, and every time we went to an action scene, it went like to fifteen. I was like, yo, yeah. y'all need to use a break, right? Don't just let up on the gas. There's a brake pedal for a reason, right? And they really only took one break, and that was the time that I got up to go to the bathroom. I, I took a you got back in a perfect time too because yeah. it was not you did not have time to fucking run. No, you don't at all. I just pissed in the chair next to me. That that lady was really explains upset, but the warmth. Yeah, I mean you got a little on you. It's not my fault. <laughs> Can't control it. What were uh, you surprised by? What was I surprised by? Yeah, that was three, right? No, that wasn't three. That was two. That Sorry, was my one. bad. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Nope. I my was, bad. I was you were t- you were tagging on mics. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, after Mike's. Sorry, uh, no. You were the other two. Uh. The the look and feel of the movie so good. was so good. Whoever is the director, I want him to direct the next couple. 
of these. He's done the last three. Or last. He's done the last three. Two. Really? He yeah. He because he did Rogue Nation. Because uh, Brad Bird did just about Ghost this one Protocol. Felt like they haven't done it before. And that fucking shot of the C one thirty. Yes. In the moon. Yes. Yeah. About. I yeah. just. I was like, all right, we guys, it's dark enough in here. No one can see me. It was gorgeous. Fuck and, yeah, it was. And so I just want more like that of, of these movies. Some of those uh, long shots. Every, just every long shot. Every just. And it, it plays right into Cruz's ability to do his own stunts, where you can just have those those really close shots where he's doing something incredible, and it just looks phenomenal. Uh, so that's that's number two. Number two. Uh, number three. Yeah, I would have to go with the the characters on it as well. Same yeah. thing as Mike said that all they're solid. all just solid, fantastic, uh, and you get that. Nice plot twist with uh, who's the actual head bad guy of everything. Who's the uh, head good guy? Is another, another one, too. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, I, was, I literally was questioning everything in this movie. But I also liked, and, and I stated this before with you guys, is that I liked the fact that uh, when they did address him and his ex-wife, this wasn't like, uh, oh, woe is me. I chose my career over over my wife. And so or she, she couldn't handle me, it. Or she and, couldn't handle it anything. Yeah. Because uh, she shows up in the in the very end of the film, uh, and it, it, they just explain it as a it was a mutual thing. She understood that not that he needed to do this, but the world needed him to do yeah. this because of this world that they live in is some extra fantasy spy world, uh, and he also knew that he had to not be with her to protect her, and she understood that. Yep. Too. And to protect him. Yeah, and to protect him. And so that was absolutely fantastic that it wasn't just your normal, you know, oh, you know, you chose the your career over the over me and blah 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 and I hate you, blah blah blah. Uh so I, I thought that was actually really good character uh development. Uh it, yeah. As far as surprise, I think the I wanna say the the reveal of who the real bad guy was, yeah, for Henry sure, being Henry Calville. Uh, but I think the way they went about it was actually Easy, more even better. Yeah, yeah, even better because you have uh, what's his name sitting handcuffed in the chair, Solomon Lane, Solomon Lane, and you think that Ethan Hunt and everybody went off to go trade the real Solomon Lane in. Uh, and it turns out, or uh, the fake Salmon Lane. In. Yeah. So you think this is the real Salmon Lane? So you Lane. think this is the real one, and here Calville is just spouting off his evil plan, like all you know evil geniuses do. And it turns out, nope, that's Benji. <laughs> Benji got to wear a mask twice. Twice. Racking up them masks, you son. Yep. Yeah. So when that happens, you're just like, oh <clears throat> fuck, he's fucked. And then from that point, it's like. It goes back and forth between who's fucked in a matter of, like, what, five, ten minutes? Yeah. Because that's when... Uh, there's quite a bit of movie after that, too. There's quite a bit, yeah, you know. know. And, like, not in a bad way where you're, no. like... No, oh, in the best way possible. You know, like, in a really good way where they're they're getting to everything and they're, there's still a lot to go on. Yeah. But I like, uh, then, uh, uh, Trebek, uh... Alec Baldwin's character comes back in, gets the gun taken away from him. Turns out to be a fake gun. Yeah, or nope, an unloaded, not loaded gun. Yeah. Not loaded gun. 
and then so they because he turns and fires out. right away. Too. Yeah. Like he's like gonna just wipe his, out his Baldwin mind, off the map. Like, oh, you're doing so good until then. So, <laughs> so oh, I like Baldwin's the best. But then they walk out, and here comes Ethan Hunt and the real uh, Ling, and they're like, "Oh, you know, double cross and blah blah blah." And then uh, they call the CIA director chick, and she's like, "No, I'm gonna take take you down." And suddenly, just Boom. fucking Power CIA goes agents come uh, yeah. storming well, we in. Think are CIA agents? Most of them were. Yeah. Except the for two ones, yeah. Who then Henry Calville is like, okay, let's uh, green or go or whatever it is, and just uh, ends up fucking everybody up in that room. So that whole sequence was just like, oh shit, what? Oh, huh? Fuck. That's like someone turning the lights out and you put more chess bo- uh, pieces back on the board. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's weird. Hold on, no, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was my surprise thing, Cody. Um. Yeah, I dug this movie a lot. Like, I was pretty pumped for this movie because I've really enjoyed the last uh, three before this. Mm-hmm. Um, and rewatching them really. Re- lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You kindled that excitement and the fact that once I... It's been so long since I watched Rogue Nation. When I rewatched it, I realized that this was literally a direct sequel because i mean everything from three forward has been um a, a loosely linked up until rogue nation i mean until fallout fallout was like not right on the heels because it took place a while later but it was like all the events that played out in rogue nation and the the end of rogue, Na- rogue nation was what this was all about and it'd been solomon lane being captured and and all that stuff and re-watching them was was fun except for two um but also to see the evolution of it too because like when you watch one you realize like how big they went mm-hmm. for like a kind of an uh i don't want to say unknown but like no one looked at tom cruise at that point and said he's an action star yeah he was at that he was because that was the point where like early well mid 90s he hadn't really done anything action wise that i can remember i mean he had like a few years before that he had like days of thunder and stuff but it's like not actiony he's like he's driving a car yeah you know and then like this thing he's like he was doing all sorts of crazy shit jump to three they're like hey jj's like yo you know what we should do we should have a, f- a f- missile fight with a drone on a packed fucking freeway bridge Oh, and then we should throw a helicopter with heavily armed soldiers in. That's kind of nuts. I'm looking at his movies. You're right. Like, yeah, I looked it up. Top Gun, kind of. Yeah. You know, it's an action like, movie just because of the. And there's like some action elements in some of his movies, but you're right. Like, 
Mission Impossible is like the first action action movie that he did. Yeah, and it was like I remember people talking like Tom Cruise, like isn't he a, like an actor? And I'm like, isn't that what you want? And don't do you want someone who can act right in action movies? Yeah, you know that's like that's your dream. Uh, see, you know I mean? wasn't yeah, I wasn't like aware enough to pay. You attention were to that seven, talk. right? Yeah, sorry, Jesus. I worked with someone. I was talking about. I was like, "Yeah, did you ever see Mission Impossible One?" Like, they're like, "Yeah, it's like super old." I was like, "Oh, fuck. <laughs> like Don, it's like twenty two fucking yeah. years." I was like, "I saw that in theaters before a lot of you were born." Yeah, yeah. Like one of the girls is like one, Ugh. not even yet one. Ugh. I was like, "Fuck, ah, damn, get out, go back to your fucking house, jerks." Um. Anyways, um, I I really did like it. Like I said, rewatching um the first five really was i'm i'm kind of happy we waited until today to watch it versus watching it thursday because i wouldn't have had a chance to watch them and i kind of it did like i said to you guys right when we were sitting when we were sitting at lunch or whatever it was uh like there's a lot of cool payoff yeah that happens in this movie that makes me kind of think they originally thought i think they they're like hey we may not get another shot any more movies let's just do let's wrap up the main story we've been building to um and let's let's kind of if we if we don't get a shot if this doesn't go the way we think it will we can just kind of go out on top or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but a the like it's critically a success. Yeah, it's a success with fans. It's blowing up box office, um, which it is kind of hard to do. And pass. yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> like I think it might have. Like they're they you, you heard the out. new rule right? The new yeah. thing they did was limited new releases yeah yeah like that's not what you want to do no they're getting hurt by the amc thing by the way yeah they are uh, amc should pay me by the way i've sold like four or five of those things for them <laughs> just by talking to people of the stubs of the of the a the a list or whatever yeah. it's called yeah i told people about it, they're like oh really i'm like that's yeah that's a great deal i'm like yeah right uh, if we had a decent amc to go to around here yeah I know. that wasn't right? threats of bed bugs and near westgate yeah or a shitty fucking rundown not put back together surprise one yeah fucking theater's terrible um anyhow um the three things i liked about this i love the action scenes uh because a there were so many of them mm-hmm. even like the non-actiony scenes you know it wasn't like a big action scene like tom cruise running and then jumping out of a building and then running across I was like that's just that was so intense i was like Thinking he's not going to catch up to him, and then he does, and then he can't. You know, he, he doesn't though. He just barely misses. Him. Yeah, like he's like in but that whole exchange on that. the fucking elevator. Yeah. I was like, dude, uh, damn, so close, yeah. so far. Um, I loved everyone in this movie. Uh, Angela Bassett, I kind of wanted to die. I was like, you're kind of a bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're kind of a bitch. You know what I mean? I was like, Jesus, like why are you such a bitch? Why don't you try to help? Right. But she was like, she's like, nah. She's like, she's much like how Alec Baldwin was in uh, Ghost Protocol. Yeah. Uh, or no, Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. Yeah, Rogue Nation. Where he was, I mean, he obviously he was the director of the CIA. And um, he was out to just shut IMF down. Mm-hmm. And of course, through the ends of it, they didn't shut it down and, you know, became, he became the director of it and became secretary. Um but it's like she was like she didn't have she was like no, and even the part where like they prove the fact that Henry Calville's like the fucking dude behind all of it. She's like fuck it, all of you are coming in. I was yeah, like, yeah. what you still is have wrong? Yeah, three 
plutonium cores two. in play. Two. They had one already. But oh, that's point, right. Yeah. They did have one. because the, the down payment. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I was like, yo. Yo, like, at this point, you should, like, shoot this motherfucker. Yeah. That's a wanted uh, ref- uh, quote. And, like, let them, give them support to go stop this from happening yeah because yes you're gonna stop dude but who knows how what what he's already set in in motion yeah you know craziness but like i love the back and forth of everything too like how they make you think one thing and then they reveal another thing and then like it's just so good that way and mm-hmm. i think my third favorite thing is the twists and turns that you knew uh, well <laughs> almost knew until that what we thought was the ending happened i was pretty straightforward like they're all gonna win in the end we may lose some of them which we ultimately did lose one unfortunately mm-hmm. well we don't know yet we don't know if technically because they did say they he were, was but you yeah, know they kind of referred to him yeah as. um but uh the alec baldwin yeah thing. no yeah um spoiler alec baldwin dies um in the movie not in real life his character dies not alec they don't kill alec baldwin well, I mean, in the movie this post later we don't know it's true <laughs> Hopefully, by the time of recording, he's still alive and not gutted in the fucking oh, crazy fucking British sewer somewhere. Um, but I just loved every little thing they 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 told you, and they're like, "Ha, just kidding!" And go fuck yourself. I also like the way they did that. With his like his his apocalyptic dreams that he kept having with like Lane and and uh, Julia, um, the, the whole Terminator Two thing at the beginning, yeah. and then like the whole like him walking into like what looks to be a church. And him and her standing there again, uh, and then even the vision he had of the uh, the so-called plan where they were going to go through and just basically murder all the cops and free Lane and well, take Lane. Um, that was crazy. Like I was like, and then when they revealed his same thing, I was like, thank God, oh my God, like he just murdered a cop. Like yeah. you know what I mean. And then of course it plays it it plays that out later with the lady cop where yeah. he doesn't let her die and saves her from. Your phone's not on silent? I thought it was. You have a watch on. I didn't know your phone had a non-silent option. It does. He, he bought the silent-only version of the iPhone. It's weird. It's, they made 14 of them, he got one of them. Um, but like it, it plays late with a lady cop where she gets shot and then he kills all those dudes uh, in a fucking machine order, dude. dude he right? destroys those motherfuckers. They are like, they're A, not great fucking no, gun no. for hire, but also, damn. Yeah. Fucking! Bah, 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 bah. I was like, "Oh, uh, dead, 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 dead." Yep. I think he killed a fifth guy. It wasn't even there yet. <laughs> I was like, "Dang!" He like ricocheted a bullet, and eventually, the guy's like, "He's like, oh, I'm gonna go check." The-. Um, but I love that because like every like every little bit, and like you think that that Solomon Lane's getting ahead of him, and then like all of a sudden he's not, and then he is because of obviously the ultimate reveal, which is my surprise thing is. I knew I knew from watching the trailers that Henry Calvo had to be some kind of bad guy, mm-hmm. which when I started seeing more of it, I was kind of like, oh, this kind of sucks because it's another government agent that's going to try to fuck him over. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of A, played out because it keeps happening. I mean, right. first one. what you ha- I hate. Happening. Second one. Yeah. Third one. And, of course, the fourth and fifth one because it's the, you know, kind of going the same direction. But well, I was like. like the the territory of these types of movies. Oh, of though. course it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like, who else would really have the capabilities? Well, that's why I liked about Rogue Nation the... so much because it, it stepped like, hey, it is that, but in a different way. Yeah. You're not getting fucked over by someone you know that's in the in the, the unit, like in your, your, your little group with you or whatever, or part of your group. 
you're getting fucked over by another kind of agent like you from another country or whatever. But then this one plays like even takes that even more and turns Henry Calville, who is literally the person who set everything up yeah. ever since ghost protocol started. And I mean, everything just like, just in general, I mean, he was like four when the first one came out, but um, you know, like, you know what I mean? It's like his character Walker ever since I would say probably around um, probably ghost protocol hit that character was literally the domino effect and he was setting up all those pieces just to fall in the end of rogue nation and he like as they said like lane didn't really want to but then they had to reset and then you find out he's the one that gave him the, the did the manifesto he's the one that gave him the doctor for the the, the the bombs he's the one that gave him that fucking line that with without tremendous loss they can't be uh like or was it is it tremendous loss that can't be something yeah. peace or whatever it was yeah. whatever the line is like great suffering yeah great suffering suffering greater, greater, suffering, greater, greater the, the peace, peace. Yeah. yeah that line you find out like that's his like he, he even tells you i gave you that and i was like holy shit like dang because like they even tell you when he tells um uh the director of the cia when he gives her the phone which we all know at that point is not the real phone because we saw it was all smooshed um, from the fucking terrible bathroom fight that they had. Yeah. Which, by the way, I was going to speak of one. I didn't want to speak over you guys when we were talking about that. I love that fight because they didn't win. No. They were losing that fight. That two whooping their two ass. people. Now, later on, we found out that maybe it could have gone a different way because if we find out that was, you know, Lark was actually Henry Calville, but whatever. But, like, still, he was still getting his ass kicked for show in a very terrible way. Like, he yeah. got kicked in the throat, like, twice. He got punched in the throat. He got cry chopped in the throat. Uh, I mean, granted, that dude took a beating, too, which, by the way, that dude, uh, whose name is uh, Liang Yang, is actually a, a stunt coordinator and performer, and he's worked on everything from Pacific Rim, which he was the fight coordinator for, uh, which you think, oh, fight coordinator, because the giant robots, uh, Star Wars Last Jedi, where he's assistant fight coordinator. Uh, which is obviously pretty awesome itself. Yeah. Uh, he was in. He was a stunt performer in Transformers. He was a f- assistant fight coordinator in Rogue One, uh, Force Awakens, Pan, The Martian, um, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. He's done a bunch of shit, like a bunch of shit. So that's why he was so good at that fucking fight scene. But he did hand them their asses. He's he's credited by the way as Lark Decoy. <laughs> that's his character's name. Nice. Um, but yeah, so. I loved that because you would think, oh, because in the trailer it makes it look there's more than one dude they're fighting. Yeah. But in this, like, which is, by the way, one of my thing, my things I love about it is the trailer gave you a bunch but gave you nothing. Mm-hmm. It gave you a bunch of things you think are happening. And some of them did play out the way you thought but not the way you thought yeah. also, ultimately. Um, but, yeah, he was amazing. He just fucking – like, Tom, at one point, like, halfway through the fight, Tom's like – Fuck, okay. Fuck. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to do it because he just, he just took out fucking Superman, mustache Superman. Yeah. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to take this guy out? Like, we were both struggling with him. He just took that dude out and, like, like the whole, like... So he just tackles crate. him through a wall. Yeah, the, yeah. the neck crate flip thing that he got with him. I was like... And then he had the pipe and, like, I was like, oh, this guy's playing for keeps. Yeah. Like, the for the keepses of keeps. Um, yeah, and then Tom Cruise tackles him through a fucking wall. And it did not turn out well for either of them. No. Uh, but way worse for fucking Ethan Hunt than it did for the fucking Lark decoy. He was he was so winning. Mm-hmm. And then that fucking... I loved also about that fight scene, too. When um, when she shows up, uh, Rebecca uh, Ilsa, Rebecca Ferguson's character, shows up, and she shoots him. 
and Henry Calville peeks around the corner, all like, the fuck? Like, yeah. he, I'm like, that's amazing. It was so good. Like, this massive man who just had his fucking fisticuffs fight with this guy is like, here's a gunshot, and he's like, yeah. is it okay to come out? Yeah. Like, you know, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, so what I what I was surprised by was the ultimate reveal that Henry Calville was ultimately the bad, the the reason everything was going on from everything from all, all the way back to like the fourth movie, which is Ghost Pro, Pro, Ghost Protocol, and of course all, all the events of um, Rogue of, of Rogue Nation, and of course into this because if like rewatching, and I don't remember if I ever noticed this before, rewatching Rogue Nation, it's eerily how much, and I don't know if they changed his face, but how much Sean Harrison, who plays Solomon Lane, looks like. Uh, Simon Pegg. It's weird, and I was like, because I remember I rewatch when I was rewatching Rogue Nation the other day. I was like, I was thinking before the whole bomb vest thing. I thought they were gonna put a mask on him, and they're gonna make him make basically Ethan shoot him. Mm-hmm. Like thinking, I oh I won, and it ends up being like it was in uh, like because I think they can do the opposite of what they did in in number three where they put a mask of of julia on the one chick the translator chick and then shoot her i thought it'd be like oh we got i got you i got you know i got what i need out of you bam i'm gonna shoot you and then he realizes it's a mask and he's like he's trying to save benji's life whatever that's what i thought was gonna happen in ignition yeah and so like a you finally get benji to have a mask gets to wear a mask in this one but like he looks so and not so much in this movie because of the beard and the oldness, but like now, if you go back and look at those two, it's like eerily. I don't know if they, if it's they did something to him or like made him the way he combed his hair, what it was, but it was very weird to watch. I was like, oh, and that's what like I thought was really cool when they did he get to wear Solomon's face in this one. I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's a pretty cool payoff. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I I I dig it a lot, a lot. So that was your number three. That was my surprise. That was your surprise. Yeah. Okay. So I just found uh, this article about uh, why Jeremy Rayner's character was not in this movie. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to read the the whole little blurb here. This is from Empire's podcast, uh, talking with uh, McGuire. Is his last name? McQuarrie. Uh, McQuarrie. Sorry. Yeah, Christopher McQuarrie. Or so Christopher McQuarrie. 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 Yeah, McQuarrie. McQuarrie. Anyway. So he says, "I had this whole idea that the movie would start with the death of a team member." And of course, the first team member that's always uh, that's always the first guy we talk about killing is Luther. Uh, Luther died in the first movie, and he quite famously said to Tom Cruise, Hey man, how come the brother's always got to die? And Tom said, You're right. He was like, Why do I got to be the bad guy? And they made Luther nefarious, and then uh, suddenly a good guy. Six movies la- And six movies later, it was the smartest question anybody's ever asked Tom Cruise. So I said to Jeremy, look, we can't kill Ving. It's never going to work. No matter how many movies into it, it's always going to be the same thing. You killed the black guy. And we didn't think the movie could recover if you killed Benji. So I said to Rainer, hey, listen, I have this idea for an opening sequence where you, where you sacrifice yourself to save the team and that the mission gone wrong not only involves losing the plutonium, but also involves the death of a team member. And Jeremy was like, thanks, but no thanks. He was smart enough not to take the short paycheck for three days of work and getting blown up. I liked it without him, like that scene in it, because I like the payoff of Luther being almost killed. But that is the, yeah, that's the thing they almost went 
they seemingly went back to. Like, we didn't want to kill off the black guy, but here it is anyway. We ended up shooting well, at him this anyway, point, but Luther we still didn't just, kill him. Yeah. What? At this point, Luther is just too much of a fan favorite, though, Yeah, too. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? It's like, he's the one guy that's been with Tom Cruise in all these movies. Yeah. And he's the one guy he's always been able to trust once they got through the first one. You know, there's been no doubt in Ethan Hunt's mind that Luther's on his side. So that'd be pretty rough. Like, it, you know, it, it's better long-term to make sure that Ethan Hunt as a character has that dude that he can always trust. It just, it gives him, one, a sounding board, a voice of reason, you know, someone to care about. So it'll put him in, you know, odd situations. It creates conflict and resolution at the same time. He just can't. Can't, that, that character piece is too valuable. Yeah. I mean, Simon Pegg is not there yet in terms because he wasn't there the whole time, you know? Yeah, he wasn't there from, from one. Yeah. I so, from and three, then and but... three, though, but even three, yeah, it's very little and you don't really care. End. It was it was the last couple where he really has come into his own as a character. And it's good on Jeremy Renner's part, too, because now you could bring him back as maybe he takes Alec Baldwin's. He takes a director's side. You know, and he's, yeah. he's the one running it in the next one. They could, you know, very easily you could say he was on some other fucking assignment. So it's not that yeah, big the, of a deal. IMF is more than just those guys. As yeah. we saw from the other movies where right. there's a whole facility of them. It's just yeah. this is one group of them, obviously the main one. The other thing I was going to say is my surprise one, too, if I can have a second one. How emotional the movie was in one scene particularly. There's two, really. One is when uh, Julia shows up and there's that moment where, like, you can see his heart falls and then you meet her husband and it falls even farther right out his ass. And then the, then there's the realization of, Oh fuck. They're here. We don't know when the bombs are going to go off, how they're going to go off, where they're going to go off. She's super in danger. And I know why she's now in danger Yeah, because that whole, like, you know, guardian angel. And he's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Son of a bitch. That part. But the part that got me, literally i literally had tears coming out of my face was the fucking the the conversation that luther had with ilsa about the two women he that he's hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He's ever cared about. Yeah. And then he didn't even have to say the second one because she obviously knew what it was. They got cut off. But like that whole thing where he's welling up and she's welling up and he's telling the story about like how he saved my life instead of letting me die just to get the plutonium. And I was like, you know, that has like, that's weighing heavily on Luther. So he's even more so into this, like needing to do whatever. But he knows that, like you were saying, he has his back. Luther has his back, but obviously Ethan has his as well, even more so because Ethan will literally go to no end to save, as Alec Baldwin said, one well, life that was versus a, that the, was a the theme, millions. You know, that, that was ended up being the theme. Yeah, what I mean. But is, that Hunt one is the guy who will protect one over a million. And, and he'll do whatever figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's gonna he's gonna save the one in front of him and he'll always figure it out yep. in the next one. And that's what like that scene was so heavy. I was like good no, thing it was I, rough. Good thing Ming I have Rains new napkins. Oh my god, I was Ming like Rains, I feel like should be in more stuff. 
Like, yeah. I know he's in a lot of stuff, but I feel like he should have more important yeah. shit to do. He was so good in this one. He was good yeah. in the other ones. Like, he's funny in this one. He's super intense in this one. And that scene right Him there, and Simon I was Pegg like, are the perfect like little dude. I love those two together. Off, yeah. off to the side. The, yeah, they play off each other really well. Um, but yeah, I, I I literally I cried in that part. I was like, oh. Because I was like, this is one of those times where, like, this is going to be an emotional scene, and then one of these two is going to die. Yeah. 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 And then it, like, didn't even come close to, like, him dying, other than the potential fucking nuclear explosions are going to go off. But, like, that scene in the in the fucking hut, house, I don't even know what that thing was. It was it a hut, technically? House, whatever it is? The village house? house. With, yeah. with Solomon Lane beating the shit out of both Simon Pegg and... Uh, Ilsa. Some big got some pu- good punches in there. Yeah, dude. He was doing I was like, he's gonna he's gonna fucking turn nope. All right, he's getting hung. Smashed him with that bottle, but then he got Yeah, dude. Through. I was like, oh dang. I did cringe when fucking uh Tom Cruise Ethan Hunt smashed that champagne bottle in that guy's face. I was like, that's hard to do. Right. Those are built to have pressure. Yeah. You don't just smash that on someone's face and it breaks. It goes kunk and he's like, No man, smoosh. I was like, oh, mm. did his face break? The bottle's fine. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it was fun. I, that's cool to know about um, about Ethan though, or about uh, Jeremy Rayner's character. Yeah, because I Cause I, I really that dug was, that, that character. Was a, the question that you know came up, even especially just after the movie, was like, where was Jeremy Rayner's character? Yeah, because uh, he was I, gaining more and more traction. Yeah, and we the didn't see him in the movies. trailers, but I thought he would make a some surprise, type of yeah. an appearance in it. Uh, nope, that was the reason why. Good for him. Yeah. Hold out for that big paycheck later. Yeah, man, that coast three paycheck. More. Two or three more features. Um, yeah, so I mean, that was uh, it was a good times. Jimmy Renner was too busy not being in the last Avengers movie. Technically, Avengers Four was filming at the same time this was not being in the last Avengers movie. So we don't know if he's in the not released yet fourth one. Doubt it. Doubt it. Yeah, it's just a cameo. <laughs> they just show him get dusted. Yeah. The opening credit is everyone we didn't see get dusted that wasn't in the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Can you imagine if the first 10 minutes is just, just literally oh. people being dusted? All the other characters we wanted to know where they were just being dusted. Stanley gets dusted. No, man. They yeah, would, they no, they could never do that. They dust Stanley. Dude, if they. Dude, people would <laughs> fucking burn buildings <laughs> down. Yeah. They would murder so many people. I wonder. Streets. I wonder if there is any serious consideration to letting uh, Ethan Hunt not succeed in this one, like that that half a second where you're like, "What the fuck?" I wonder if they're like, "We could end it there." Like, I would have been like, pissed. Oh, this this so could be mad, the wrap right? up of the series, and it would go out on a large, you know, a good. Well, not a good note, but but like just a, like a, it's over. A he, high note. You know what I mean? Like he has no more team. He has no more family. He's just. And you could, yeah. Oh God, how be awful. Brutal. How fucking brutal would have that have been? Mm. Uh, pretty goddamn brutal, I would say. Yes, sir. Because uh, holy smokes. Because if, if that really would have been thing, he would have like, stood up on that rock and fallen into that burning wreckage of the helicopter with fucking uh, one-third face. Yeah. Just fuck it. Like, you know? I'm done. Everybody he Literally, everybody he loves and cares about, A, either bled out in a fucking dirty sewer uh, fucking safe house thing, uh, in in England, or just got fucking just beyond dusted by two simultaneous nuclear explosions in the same area. I was like, yo, yeah, yo. I did like that reveal though of him hanging there with the fucking trigger in his mouth and the fucking walkie. Yeah, and I really wish they would have showed us how much time he, he gave left. them versus like the one second of them clipping it. 
Because yeah, the whole, I did, like, they had that whole thing about the two seconds. Be, I wanted to be 19 seconds because that's what Benji had on the bomb vest oh, in, in Ghost yeah, Protocol. that was a nice or, touch because you in, didn't uh, let it get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like the uh, the uh, plan of like we're gonna cut one just to give them all the fucking time possible, the most possible time. And yeah. then at the the end, we're like, how much, how close did we cut it or something like that? He's like, oh, the usual. And he's yeah. like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Like literally the usual. Like oh fuck. Uh, so Mike, what's your question about franchises? So I was thinking about this, and there's been a lot of articles popping up online about this being one of the best franchises of all time, and a, a lot of it. It's, I mean, it's, it's recent, recent, recently, recently biased. What's the word? I don't know. A lot of it has to do with the fact that this is the one out. This is the one everybody's talking about, but just real quickly. And we could do like a whole fucking episode on this down the road if we wanted to, but just to kind of spitball, like it's up there in terms of franchises easily and not just because there's six of them. Yeah. But just because it's a solid franchise. It's, it's, I mean, five out of six were really good. Yeah. And every franchise has that shit one. You know what I mean? So you kind of, you give it, you let it have some slack in, in that category. But, I mean, thinking, you go to, like, Star Wars, you think Indiana Jones, you think, obviously, you know, Mission Impossible, the Rocky movies, um, like the Harry Potter movies, like, like in terms of that, and I would say you have to have at least three, yes, um, to really kind of really delve into it. Like this, I know it ranks towards the top, but is this kind of threatening to be like the best franchise ever? Like, or does it have to have a couple more good ones? Or like, where where would you kind of put it? I roughly overall, I'll give you. I'm not gonna hold you to this opinion because we haven't really had time to examine it, but. Overall, I think this is probably very close to the top of best franchises because of what you said. I mean, five out of six movies are are phenomenal for what they are. Yeah. And they the fact that the stumbling block was early and they rebounded so well. I mean, yeah, it took like six years or something for it to happen. Um but or not six it was like it was I think it was six years, right? Yeah, there was two a long distance between two and yeah. three, yeah. But like it came back and it was like we we took what we learned and what we learned the second time and just we banked on they could easily gone the other way like oh like this is this is what they like we'll do this because like the second was more of like a I mean obviously it was the who directed it and how it was done was much more of a different style action movie than the the either first one was it suffered from that post matrix hangover that Hollywood was in for yeah. a little bit where. You know, the Matrix did these things that nobody's ever seen on on the big screen before, and everyone's like, "Well, that's how you have to make action movies now." And I feel like that's what really hurt it. I mean, you didn't have to make action movies like that. It was yeah. just a cool way to do it. If it fits, it fits, but it obviously didn't fit. You shouldn't in that one. shoehorn it in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say I I would argue say that um, this is definitely by far one of the overall best franchises you can get i'd agree yeah so it's up there we're gonna have to like really get into it at some point because i think it's an interesting topic because like i know we all probably have different like if you take i'm guessing you would be indiana jones right no and this is the argument we not argument this is the discussion we had before 
I pointed to Joe ahead. when I said that. Yeah, we've had this conversation. Go ahead. Well, I would say just because of the – there's only four Indiana Jones movies. And there's – what was it now? Six? Six of Mission Impossible. Mission yeah. Impossible ones. Uh, as much as I love Indiana Jones, I just think that because you have more more films and they're they're all good with the exception of number two – that actually would be higher on the list than Indiana Jones for me. And there's a there's a, there's quite a few uh, instances of that because Alien also pops to mind. You know, there right there was another and Alien. You could like sneak in the Prometheus five, movie too, and you know, and those are all fan. A lot of those, like the first two, are fantastic movies. Yeah, the first the third, two are the so third good. Third one is good. It's underrated for yeah. me for what people think, but it's, it just takes such a after. After that movie, it just takes such a dive. Yeah, three gets a bad ruins. rap because of Resurrection, because three wasn't nearly as good as two, and two was like to me landmark action movie like at yeah. that time. Yeah, and like elevated like one. I love one because it's a really good horror monster movie. Two becomes like this crazy hybrid of the two, where it's very scary at parts, but very but it's, it's a huge it's action, action movie. movie yeah. You know what I mean? We talked about that how they yeah. they successfully made that turn in a franchise, which is was unheard of. And then it, with three, they try to go back to the original, where it makes it more of a monster movie, and it wasn't it's it wasn't done exceeds. Yeah, but it's it wasn't not, really well done. Yeah. But then you have you have Resurrection or four, and it's just fucking terrible. And it's an example of something that just completely tanks a franchise. Yeah. Literally, uh, it, you can even think the same in the Die Hard movies. You know, first one's fantastic. The set, second one's good. Uh, third one's really good. And then just after that, you know, there were two or three other. There's movies. two more. Yeah. Two more. And it just mediocre. And then a fucking terrible, terrible one. Train wreck. So yeah. to have a to have an actual series that uh, that starts off good, and like Cody said, falters, but but actually picks itself up and just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, and it's it's, it's weird too because like I. Like, how do you weigh the fact that, yeah, Mission Impossible, it, its stumbling point, like you said, was early, and they recovered with a really nice string. But, like, what if, like, you had a, a, a series and the stumbling block was way late, like a Die Hard, like, it feels like it kind of hurts it more, you know what I mean? Because your last impressions are poor. Exactly. And then, like, you have, like, a franchise, like, say, like, and... I'm thinking of Star Wars as well, where you have like the first three movies, the original OG movies are really good. Yeah. Then you have that stumbling block of some of the the prequels being not so great. Uh, Mainly the first one. The and then you two. have they come back with the sequels, which are for me fantastic. Amazing. But, it, but it's yeah. such a weird like. I also hear people say how much they hate those movies as well. Yeah, those are it, you can't. Those people are. Those it, people it are seems, weird. Yeah. Those people just want – they want everything they thought was going to happen to happen. Yeah. And, like, Star Wars – these new Star Wars movies have not gone the way anybody thought. They didn't go the people way thought we thought. People thought they got, yeah. got wisened up because they read all these cool books and these, these at the time, in canon things because they wrote a shit ton of them thinking there was never going to be any more movies of them because we can do what the want. creator you know. said there was never going to be any more movies of them. Um so yeah, I think people got it in their heads like, oh, we want this to happen, we want this to happen, and then when you see that like, like Luke Skywalker is a flawed, disgraced yeah. Jedi, and it—he's his father. Yeah, and it's just it's it's a bummer for people, and I think they can't get past that. And it's and it's funny because I was thinking when you were saying that, I was thinking Star Wars fans are 
the toxic ones are where the Star Trek fans were when they started the new Star Trek movies. Because there's like hardcore Star Trek fans hated the thought they were rebooting the franchise. And like, like Ted is one of them. Ted was like mm-hmm. dead set, never gonna like this new movie. Like, as soon as they announced, hey, we're remaking, the, we're, we're like gonna reboot, remake the Star Trek movies from like OG, like it's gonna be Kirk and Spock. He was like, fuck Hollywood, burn it to the ground, destroy California. I was like, <laughs> first off, I think pretty much they're making it in either Canada or UK. Yeah, but, anyways. Um, he was like, and like that's how it was, and it was that was I don't want to say early days of the internet, but it was very early days and like that kind of thing. But those fan, like hardcore Star Trek fans, were fucking rabid about never touching their. You can do all you want with the next generation, you can do what you want with anything else, but you touch the originals, we will murder you in your sleep and make your dog eat your body. You know what I mean? And that's where Star. I think that's a lot of quote. I think it was yeah. I think I read it off one of the boards. Uh, <laughs> and that's where a lot of like air quotes hardcore star wars fans are they were they are diehard set like you take you don't don't touch our stuff you can make all the different things you want but don't touch it and then like it's just so weird because like they're so excited for new content but like mike was saying because they didn't go the way that they wanted it to like the way they thought it was going to because all the other shit that's out there they're like no fuck you guys you ruined my childhood i'm like how (laughs) How did they ruin your childhood? Don't watch him. If you don't know that he's a flawed fucking uh, version, a, a less a less dark but flawed version like his father is in the newer movies, then it's not going to tarnish your imagination of what you thought was going to happen. But guess what? You're also not being paid to make him. So no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a reason that you're not being you're making him because you obviously don't make good decisions. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I I believe I believe this is right up there, and I would believe what, what Joe was saying is just like Star Wars. I think this is one of the best because of the fact it didn't it it had less of a stumble, but also they've just gotten better and better and better and better mm-hmm. as they've gone yeah. on. Because a lot of movies will plateau, like the Indiana Jones movies. I love the first three, um, but I think they're they're wrong. All three were amazing of the fr- original three, but they're they're all the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't get, like, the first one wasn't awesome, second wasn't awesomer, and then the third one wasn't more awesome than that. They were, on to me, it's hard to pick which one of those I like more if I had to if I had to choose, like, one out of them. Like, which one's the best? I was like, mm, the one with Indiana Jones in it. Um, <laughs> but this one, I would do the same thing with. I was like, I, I think this is my favorite one, but I would have before that, I would have said Rogue Nation was my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Before that, I would have said Ghost, Ghost Protocol was my first one, my favorite one, and then I would have said that about the third one. Definitely not the second one. Ever, never, ever the second one. Like, matter of fact, they could delete that one, and I don't think anyone would care. It was fucking terrible. I rewatched it with fresh eyes because I hadn't seen it for a long time, and I was like, oh, no, I was right to hate this movie. All those jokes I've made in the past, ha They hold up. Correct. Um, so, to answer your question, Mike, I believe... Uh, this is if the top off the top of my head, probably probably the best franchise, solid franchise of all movies, and that includes Star Wars. Chris, crazy, and you know me, I love even the prequel Star Wars movies. Yeah, but I do. know there's something wrong with them. I know there's a lot wrong with them. But um, I this, I mean, and it's funny because like there's two people you can really hold accountable for keeping these as good as they are. Um, and that's Tom Cruise and J.J. Abrams. Because mm-hmm. J.J. Abrams brought it back from the from death, literally. Like he resurrected it. 
and then he stayed on as producer with Tom Cruise through the last four, last really three, four, five, and now six. So you definitely have those two to thank for it. And a lot of people are like, oh, J.J. Abrams ruined stuff all the time. You can go fuck yourself because he hasn't ruined shit. Um, if anything, he's fucking put his golden touch on everything he ever get, gets around. That's very true. He's just like golden, golden, golden. And MI3 was like one of his first big gigs too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. He was coming off of a lot of TV stuff at that point. Yeah. Um, I was right. There was, there was a four-year gap between Mission Impossible 1. There was a... Uh, Six-year gap between two and three, uh, a five-year gap between f- three and four, and then a four-year gap between f- uh, four and five, and then a three-year gap between f- uh, five Spaced and six. Spaced them pretty well. Yeah. You don't feel like, oh, another one? You know what yeah. I mean? You're like, yeah. all right, shit, yeah, another one. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, you hear about it, like, oh, okay. Do you think we get another one? With the success of this one, I almost I feel guarantee like it. They have to, but I almost feel like this is such a good you spot. Could, you could end it, it now, and I would not completely. Yeah, I would be. I would like, oh, so we're not nice. going to, like. But it's like, this one might be super tough to, like. Top. Top. Yeah. For sure. It's going to be rough. Faux show. Because, like, it was so good. It's like, when we kind of. We did it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you could, like, to Mike's point, if they would have just actually had those bombs go off, and that would have been the end, it would have sucked. Because it's like, but oh, also over all this. kind of great ending. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah it's like, you know, yeah. all this hard work and all this death-defying stuff, and he, he fucking loses everything he loves and one failed thing. It would have sucked. I like the fact that they made us think that and then gave us the, I would say, storybook, storybook ending, a yeah. very Disney-friendly ending, yeah. other than the, the fucking terrible fall-off of a cliff of a person splatters and then fi- falls into maybe still a little bit alive no. and lands in a burning wreckage of a helicopter. He's not alive. He's not um, he got hooked in the face. He could have been a little bit like alive. A deep hook in the face. Yeah. yeah, you know, hook face. Yeah, that's his. That's his villain one name. Third hooked, one, one third, third hooked. One third hook face. Hooked face. Yep. Because one third was burnt, one third was hooked, and the other one perfectly fine until the rock and the fire. I mean, might have been a little tougher. Yeah. Because I was thinking he was going to su- kind of get away at the end. I'm like, oh, he's going to be the villain that continues he's gonna be the Solomon Lane's, right? Yeah. Villain, yeah. You know, he's going to be very James Bondish villain. Exactly. You know, he's super pissed because now he's exposed. And But no, they, they threw him off a cliff. Yep. Had him crash, a, a, like splat at the bottom of the cliff, and then land in a burning wreckage of a helicopter that he was just in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the fact that they showed us that hook for so long. They're right. like, hey, look at this hook. Remember this hook. hook. It's going to play a lot into what's about yeah. to happen. Catches times. on a rock. Catches on a rock. Catches on Hal- Calville's face. It's like, oh, I mean, he's pretty strong, but I don't think he's going to hold up that helicopter. He didn't. Nope. We got that rock, though. He taught that rock a lesson. Just saying. Um, but, yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Anybody else got anything else they want to talk about in the less than? Nope. Okay. Mike? You good? Nah, man, I'm good. He's over on Twitter, just twitting, right? No, he's like, mm-hmm. text him. Twit, 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 twit. I don't think he's masturbating on Twitter. He's there. Both hands are up here, sir. Both hands. Are you fucking my table? <laughs> That's messed up, man. You don't fuck on my other man's table. Uh, anyhow, uh, we'll end on that note. Name of this episode, Don't Fuck Another Man's Table. Uh, but that's it for this week's episode of uh, Comes Ashley. We are Joe, Mike, I am Cody, and as usual, you fuckers just came naturally. Was it not in the cord? <laughs>